1: Whatever happened to Chris from Green Bay? I'm Keith Murphy. A
0: perfect timing, John. Chris from Green Bay just checked in from NFL training camp.
2: Hey, Murphy. Look who I ran into. How's it going, Iowa?
0: No, Iowa State. Put some respect on was, it. yes. Well, i mean, <laughs> Iowa, the state. No, no, no. Iowa State. Put some Iowa respect state. on it. All right,
2: Iowa State. Hawkeyes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Cyclone. Cyclones. Cyclones, Cyclone, baby. There. From WHO HD, it's Sound Off
1: with Keith Murphy and John Sears, featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to
0: Sound Off. Alongside John Sears, I'm Keith Murphy. Welcome to Sound
1: Off. How about that Chris from Green Bay back from the dead again? Yeah, wasn't wasn't he like the villain kind of on, the, on Sound Off back when I was in high school? I mean, that was... He's still around doing stuff. When you were in high school, is that some kind of well, I mean, you shot were, at me? I mean, I guess you kind of called yourself Mr. Soundoff back then, but you, you lost the title kind of when others came along. But, you know, that, that was way back, way back when. I mean, I, I, don't, I couldn't even drive. It wasn't 50 years ago. Jeez, I man. I,
0: Soundoff at 515-282-9010. Crazy week of weather. Iowa 300 did not finish until early this morning after... Lightning and rain delays. Gosh, yes, what a lightning bolt that was uh, props to the fans who waited all of that out. I was surprised how many were still there to see Joseph Newgarden. Take the check four
1: hours wow. of waiting in the stands. And in the feel good story of the week, Humboldt's Ashland Clark meets John Lester as the two cancer warriors exchange autographs. Let's sound off on anything 515-282-9010. Hmm?
0: There is a new reality for cyclone football, high expectations, scratch underdogs, cellar dwellers, and opponents circled win. Longtime fans must adjust and more than a few have confessed. It's not easy. Not because those fans don't want to win, but they're conditioned. There's been an occasional big upset and a good season here and there, but mostly cyclone fans have waited for the inevitable gut punch or worse. Media picking Iowa State third, some suggesting conference championship. That hasn't happened since dirt. Head coach Matt Campbell knows expectations mean progress.
1: I think maybe one of the greatest things that's been known when I first got to Iowa State, all the questions were about what color uniforms are you wearing? What's your entrance song? Um, People cared about uh, stuff that really doesn't matter. And now we're talking about a football team. In
0: defense of fans, that entrance music was bad, and alternate uniforms do attract recruits. But Campbell's larger point is spot on. When you are winning football games, all the rest is window dressing. Winning attracts attention, which means Iowa State won't sneak up on anyone. That's an adjustment for fans and players. Remember the game at Texas? Longhorns did not look past Iowa State, which is both compliment and future challenge. For Hawkeye fans, it's also a new normal. The security blanket of the Cyclones sucking is no longer there. Can't even snap off a jab about Iowa State dragging down Iowa's strength of schedule. Though count on being reminded, Matt Campbell still has not beaten the Hawks. Campbell gets another chance week three in Ames. Just one more reason this is the most anticipated Cyclone football season in memory. Are we there yet?
1: Not yet. Still have about six weeks to go, but man, it is getting close. It's getting close. All right. The Des Moines Public School System has asked the state high school union and association to consider changing the sports classification structure. The primary reason? Socioeconomic status. In other words, wealth versus poverty. 77% of kids in the DMPS qualify for free or reduced lunch. This is not a public school versus private school argument. It's a metro inner city schools versus suburban schools argument. And it starts with football. Metro schools have not beaten a suburban school in football in 10 years. 112 straight losses. The gap continues to get wider. The problem is numbers for football, and it's about depth and quality depth. A lot of kids in the metro schools face many disadvantages that some kids in suburban schools never face you'd be naive to think otherwise. But we also need to remember, not everyone at a suburban school is a millionaire. And just because schools like Waukee, Valley, Dowling Centennial, and others win championships does not mean they don't work hard. They all work extremely hard, just like the Metro schools. It starts with training at a younger age, professional coaches, camps, travel teams, all things many DMPS families cannot afford. Some kids work full time or take care of siblings. Second, money invested in sports by school districts. Many Metro coaches told me they want the DMPS to do more, spend more, treat athletics like a stepping stone activity to college, like debate or band. I agree. But on the flip side, school funding through taxes is much different from Metro to suburbia. So should the solution be to reclassify based on wealth? It's tricky because while there's a huge gap in football, the Metro schools have won state championships in other sports and they're very competitive in those other sports, just not in football. And make no mistake, if the state decides this is a valid argument, they will have to reclassify the entire state based on socioeconomics. Every school cannot just be the DMPS. Plenty of other school districts face poverty challenges as well. Now, some have suggested, only reclassifying football. I get that, but doesn't that discredit the entire socioeconomic argument? Wouldn't all sports in the DMPS be under the socioeconomic label? If they only reclassify football, that gives off the vibe that it's just about winning and losing in one sport, and not really about socioeconomics. Would it be fair for a metro school to pick and choose what sports play down and what sports play up? Again, it's tricky. And do we want kids being put under the socioeconomic label, dropped down in class because they're, quote, the poor school? We teach kids to work hard even through tough circumstances, keep fighting, and now there's a proposal to make the competition easier because they aren't winning enough. Again, it's tricky because success breeds opportunity and numbers. Win more, participation increases. I don't have a perfect solution. No one does or will. What I can tell you is something my mom has said to me many times throughout my life. Life isn't fair. That's not meant to be mean, but reality. Academics, athletics, career, everything and anything, you name it, someone is always going to have some type of advantage. It's the world we live in. This has been such an interesting uh, debate, and you
0: did a great balanced uh, job on the reporting that you did. If you've missed the story, you can uh, find it at whotv.com or on the SoundOff Facebook page or, or my page. It's also linked on Twitter. It's easy to find. It's a, what, a six-minute story.
1: Yeah, you kind of have to go in-depth about it, because yeah. there's a lot of different angles to look at.
0: This is one of those things where I've, I've heard people on both sides make really good points. Strong arguments on yeah. both sides. Yeah. And there's not a perfect solution. There's not an easy solution. But I think... Ultimately, I would come down on the side of, I just, I just don't know how you can
1: do this. I, I, I
0: don't know how you can classify
1: by socioeconomic status. I know other states have tried, and they have certain criteria in play where, you know, I, I mentioned the free and reduced lunch. You mm-hmm. know, say the average for the state of Iowa is 43%. Des Moines Public Schools is at 77%. So say one of the schools is 40% higher than that, they'll take that number and take it off your enrollment. So then your actual enrollment numbers drop and then you may be able to drop a class or two. But again, I, I hearken back to the sports that you are competitive at. I mean, North basketball, the past six years that I've been here in Des Moines, was so much fun to watch them play. You think they wanna go down and play in class 2A? I mean, they, they want to play Valley, they want to play Johnson, right. and they beat a lot of those schools. It the main argument is football. Yeah, football, this, is a, this really is about football. And and that, and that's, and that takes more athletes. That's, yeah, and that's the hard part. Cause I, Because if it's strictly about football, then I think they need to come out and say, look, we're not good in football. We need to do something about football. But when you throw in the entire school district as the socioeconomic label, that brings every sport into play. Football is also the most expensive Mm -hmm. sport. So it
0: needs the most uh, funding, facilities, uh, as you said, coaches, the leagues, you need a coaches, lot of coach, right. good coaches. Yeah, right. You you can get uh, you get a you even get two star basketball players. Yeah. Surround them with some role players and make a run at state for sure. But uh, in football, that's not going to do it. You yeah. have to have more numbers out there,
1: especially in four A. I mean, you're playing right. these big schools. Right. You need depth because a lot of these players on these metro schools, they have some really good skill players. It's the depth and it's the line play depth. You know that you got to have at least. Coach Will Siffin said it earlier this week. you got to have 30 to 35 quality players to even have a chance.
0: It's an interesting discussion, and uh, we could have a whole other one yeah. on parochial schools versus public schools. Time for lookalikes with a local connection. Tiny Ref Judges, Ben from Ankeny says, Iowa nice guy Scott Sipker and Stranger Things actor Brett Gelman.
1: <laughs> Tiny Ref. <laughs> Great show, by the way, right? You love it. Uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. I like it. No, you love it. I like it. I like it.
0: <laughs> Jeff says, humble owner of OK Tire Store, Jeff Dreyer, looks like Buzz Lightyear. Tiny ref? Mm,
1: this is digging deep into yeah. a look alike.
0: Well that, that that oh here we go. Has science gone too far? It's a question we need to ask.
2: <laughs> Guys, by next week at this time, we'll have almost forgotten about it. But before it's completely gone, Let's have a little more fun with FaceApp. And then never speak of it again. It's what's bugging Andy next.
0: Time for another game of knockout. Iowa's most popular NFL teams Uh, three from the NFC, one from the AFC, but
1: one. Has to go. Which team do you knock out? Who's the most despised? That's kind of what we're asking here, right, I guess? The the most despised team. Bears, Chiefs, Packers, Vikings. Vote on Twitter at SoundOff13. These pictures look like they have a theme to them for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. Yeah, I I, I think we
0: we may figure that out soon enough. Uh, For nearly 24 hours, we lost
1: Andy Fails to the Face app. Well, I guess it was worth it because he's got a what's bugging Andy out of it.
2: Man, that face app was something this week, eh? That sucker got hot, then cold, faster than a J-Lo marriage. It went from completely unknown to national sensation to completely over in a matter of days. But in that time, it rocked us a little, didn't it? we got to see the overripe versions of ourselves. See what the blue plate special is gonna look like in the mirror gave the marketing teams at Buick and the hearing aid companies a preview of their future customer base. And it was scary how well that app worked too, right? I mean, you've been watching me age here for almost 20 years, but you didn't get that 20 years in one shot. Look at that. I can practically smell the Metamucil on my breath. That app is incredible. Hey, look at that. There's me and then there's me with crow's feet the size of pitchforks. Now, not all the news was bad. Look at Murph. He gets to keep what hair he has left. And this pic was so good, it compelled me to run it through twice. So, here you have Murph on old Sportscaster's Day 2059. Standing for this photo in Velcro strap shoes and a diaper. More good stuff. Face app worked wonders on photos that were already exaggerated. Bella Karolyi suddenly looked much more like the real thing, and take this silly picture of me and then run it through twice, and that's just good clean fun. But as much as you laughed, you also felt a twinge of pain, right? I mean, out of these pics came a little voice that said, you're gonna die. And maybe that's the reason we were just as quick to dump FaceApp as we were to pick it up. After all, those of us over the age of 30 work to deny the effects of aging, not share a selfie of them. We got it, we're getting old, and we're gonna get older. So, carpe diem, gather ye rosebuds while you may, and enjoy that pepper, because there ain't nothing but salt to come. FaceApp is proof of that. I'm Andy Fails,
0: and that's what's bugging me. And now the Russians have all of Andy's passwords and personal information. Still ahead, Peter Jock's memorable first pitch. Twitter is soundoff 13 Lisa writes about the socioeconomic proposal. This sends the wrong message to kids. It's saying that if you are poor, you should be given an advantage. They should be saying work hard, give 100%, 100% of the time. The administration should do more to support the student athletes. Life is not fair.
1: Sounds like my mom right there. Life isn't fair. Uh, Mike writes, besides football, how much of an issue is this really? Roosevelt produces great track teams and has another good baseball team this year. North has good basketball year in and year out. I'm sure there are other non-football examples of solid sports teams. Sports-specific solution? Uh, There is a a bit of a gap in some of the other sports, but football is mainly what we're talking about here.
0: Uh, Who's in your five? John, you wanted to do it this
1: week. Yeah, thanks, here we go. Andy mentioned the Face app. Here are our current Off hosts as old men. Number five, the new guy, Mark Freund, finally looks old enough to be on television. Yeah, he does. Number four, Sipker. Good chance he's finally funny because he looks like current Bill Murray. That's kind of a shot at Sitker, but nope. okay. Number three, Andy. We saw it. Doesn't <clears> age much and, of course, hangs <coughs> on to his hair. And number two, here's me as an old man. I look pretty good. Probably still called Mr. Soundoff and number one Soundoff host as an old man. And number one, you, Keith Murphy. Number one on the app age. That's, a, app age. that's a current photo uh well the good news is i mean you still have your health i get, I get the joke all four oh. are 30
0: years from now projected oh, I, as old men and this is me now oh,
1: that's thought, the joke i didn't even know it was a joke i just thought it was a the app photo <clears throat> the, all right let's oh, get to is, jared aged app right jared there. and that
0: is not the aged app that's my current photo
1: what That's my current photo. I swear I plugged into my phone and that's how it came out. Right there. That was the aged app photo.
0: That's so mean. That's so mean. Uh, Jared in Des Moines. Uh, Jared, do you have a response to to John's commentary tonight on the uh, socioeconomic model for classifying sports?
3: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So um, John says, you know, life isn't fair and it's the world we live in, but we know that football benefits greatly from each dollar invested. Um, That's evidence in that what 0 and 114 record um it's as clear of evidence as the 77 percent lunch assistance that he mentioned um i think you know we can engineer a better world for these kids to live in um funding should be at the state level period rich white suburbs uh shouldn't get preference over poor minor- minority inner cities or uh poor white rural communities really for that matter so i think yeah you know life isn't fair it's the world we live in but we should be doing better by these kids
1: hey jared jared real quick you, you sound like you you know a lot about the topic just your quick, a quick thought. What about the sports in the metro schools that are successful? How do you, what do you, how do you explain those that are successful?
3: We, we know that football teams greatly benefit from the dollars invested. Coaching, facilities, strength and conditioning work, speed work, all these things. And it's also, not just that, but it's also the kids, obviously, that have to live in the inner city. So we need to do a much more broader, holistic uh, plan. And, but this is just one symptom of, you know, you've touched on something Huge, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, You know, at the tip of the iceberg, and, and I think no, that, you're right. You know, yeah, right. yeah.
1: And I and I think we all would agree that uh, we've said it. There's a huge gap in football. There is. The thing there is, there is, though, if it's just football, I think they need to say it's just football. The the problem that, is that's it, that's, the, that's the whole that's kind of the the hard part to argue, isn't it? Yeah. If nothing
0: changes, I think uh, in the next hundred games you won't see. You won't see a win when the when the metro schools yeah, play I mean, the Mitch summer. Mitch More
1: Roosevelt just, is convinced he can turn Roosevelt around, so we'll I,
0: see. I, I think he can make Roosevelt better, and I think he will make Roosevelt mm-hmm. better. But there is such a gap. It is, yeah. And the the challenge is to find a way to close that gap. I think without having to say we want to be classified elsewhere because we have so many kids on reduced lunch and how do you do that it's what the caller said you do it with better funding and mm-hmm. that's what kim yeah. carson was saying we yep. need more funding put in the suburban schools are able to get money yep. for athletic Facilities, programs much everything. easier yeah. than metro schools but how do you do that especially at a time where teachers are having to buy their own pencils
1: yep. and having to buy their own uh school supplies and you know in, in raising taxes i mean it's it's Let's face it, sometimes it's easier to do it in the suburban areas than it is in the metro inner city area.
0: A simple act of kindness and more when John and I face off next. Knockout favorite Iowa NFL teams.
1: One had to go. And that one is the Packers. Bears and Vikings fans teamed up to bounce the pack. Time to bounce around some more topics. We call it face off. We do call it face off. Iowa football player Tristan Werfs was cited for a simple misdemeanor for being underage at a bar in Iowa City. Kirk Ferentz says Werfs will not be suspended. I'm fine with that. Werfs is 20. He was in a bar after 10 o'clock. Not a huge deal. Run some extra sprints.
0: A suspension of even one game would be nearly 10% of the season.
1: There are times that's Mm -hmm. warranted. This is not one of those times. Trust the coach. Any opposing player that goes horns down, the gesture during a football game, directed to Texas or Longhorn fans, will be penalized like a celebration penalty. That seems a little weak.
0: It just makes more people want to go horns down. The Big 12 has made it a
1: bigger issue. Taunting of any kind should not be tolerated, and that's all that needed to be said. Cubs pitcher John Lester made good on his promise and met Ashlyn Clark and her family this week at Wrigley Field. This was awesome to see, and you could tell it meant a lot to Lester to have the Clark family there. Lester's a cancer survivor. Survivors and fighters draw inspiration Mm. from each
0: other. Lester told us he will keep his Ashlyn Clark autographed baseball in his locker until he's done. We love the kindness Lester showed Ashlyn, and we're all inspired
1: by her attitude. It's so positive, and as we all know, cancer sucks. For sure. Peter Jock is a great basketball player, but did you see his first pitch at the iCubs game? About 90 miles per hour straight into the ground. We've seen this before, great athletes struggle with first pitches. Did I see it? I saw it 10 times. Let's make it
0: 11. (laughs) Peter strides to the mound with confidence. He had put out a Twitter poll asking fans if he'd throw a ball or strike, and the majority of fans accurately predicted ball, but I doubt they were thinking bounce pass. (laughs) Afterwards, Peter talked to our Mark Freund, and Jock just owned it, laughed about it, and said baseball is harder than it looks, and that is a true statement.
1: Still not as bad as Sean Johnson.
0: Over under Big Ten West football, overrated Nebraska. The Huskers will be improved, maybe even vastly improved. Scott Frost can coach, but four and eight to West champion, even with a soft schedule,
1: Seeing is believing underrated Northwestern defending champs picked fourth behind Nebraska, Iowa, and Wisconsin more often than not, the Wildcats are underrated. So this is an educated guess.
0: Yeah, that is. It's a good educated guess. Yeah. Why are they so often? They're underrated. They're always
1: picked to finish middle, middle of the pack. And they, 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 they won the West by <laughs> uh,
0: uh, 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 uh,
2: let's get ready to end sound off
0: one minute. All right, thank you, Tiny Ref. Um, all right, uh, Mike, with another uh, quick thought here in the final minute, Mike, uh, on John's commentary tonight.
3: Yeah, so uh, I went to North, and uh, after I was, had been graduated for a while, they combined uh, North and Hoover wrestling, and they experienced success with that. And I know North and Hoover have always uh, struggled with numbers for football. Mm-hmm. So that's another possibility that teams could combine. We could say like a Metro North or West or Metro – you know, east or south or something like that, where schools combine, it creates more competition. It creates more, you know, uh, more buzz for the team because you have more numbers.
0: I think I'm sorry to cut you off there. That that is a good suggestion and that make it participation numbers.
1: Exactly. And as he mentioned, North and Hoover are probably the ones that, that suffer the worst from participation. You combine those, I think more kids will actually even come out. To play. The lines are full, but uh Tiggy and Des Moines will have the final word
0: tonight. Sorry we couldn't get to everybody. Tiggy, go ahead.
2: Hey, guys, can you hear
0: me? Uh, we can. Oh, hey, I want to do um, a mohawk
3: to Miss Sharpie. I've been here a long time before he got silver hair. And uh, you are still a handsome fellow. Can
0: you hear me?
1: Is, she this, talk, is she this talking to me? Is this Jenny calling in, just like making her voice raspy to, to talk to you? No, this is
3: Tiggy, calling you Mr. Murphy. You are a
1: silver fox. Did she call you a silver fox? It's the greatest show of my life. That'll do it for us, thank you Tiggy. We're back next week, hope you are too. <laughs> we leave you with the sound off, send off. Recent Humboldt High graduate Ashton Clark at Wrigley Field Wednesday. Hanging out with Cubs pitcher John Lester, Mark Freund and Sam Lozada. Honored to bring you that story. Stay strong, Ashlyn.
2: She's also signing for you. Uh
3: That was the deal, right? Yeah, it was. I was really nervous and I was like, okay, don't double your words, but I mean, he's a pretty cool guy. And it brings out the giddiness in me because it's like, oh, you get so nervous talking to everybody and being in the dugout, I mean uh it's hard it's hard to talk about like it kind of makes me emotional because like these people are out here and they're playing a game but i mean they have a heart too and they have heart for like everyone and like especially people in like the same condition that they've been in so it's like i mean it just shows how great people are and it's just it's really nice to hear and see thank you so much